0: Oh, I go for the meatball at Subway. Oh, I'm so old. Okay. <laughs> Let's- <laughs> we need to move on. Holy jeez. Well, that's it. We got nothing else. So oh. we can talk about sandwiches if we want.
1: Oh, hey. I Okay. So now, welcome to Sandwich
0: Talk on 2 and Out <laughs> Podcast Radio. How about we just turn this <laughs> off? I love it. Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the 2 and Out CFL Podcast. Every week, John, John Fraser. To me, if this isn't rock bottom for the Bombers, I don't know what is. And Travis Kura. Who would win between the world's fastest cow, the CFL. CFL Rabbit, or Brandon Banks. We'll deliver news and fantasy analysis from the Canadian Football League. And nonsense. Bad pizza's better than good salad, right? It's true. <laughs> it, it, it really is. Just
1: like bad wings are, are better than most anything in the world.
0: Can't forget the nonsense. Ready, set, hu- And welcome to episode 58 of the Two And Out CFL podcast. That little Brandon Banks comment in his speed is a lot, has a lot different meaning today than it did... <laughs> three weeks ago. (laughs) It's Travis Curra. Fraser is not with us today. This one's actually my fault. I'm a season ticket holder for uh, the Red Deer Rebels junior hockey team here, and uh, they play on Wednesday, so... Razor can't do uh, Wednesday or Monday or Tuesday, so I bring in uh, Andrew. You already heard him laugh from the Eskimo Empire podcast. Andrew, how's it going? It's going great,
1: man. Uh, Thank you for having me, as always. And uh, I can actually say, as always, now, I think, is this four or five? How many times have I covered for that guy? I tell you. You seem to be here more often than not. I I was going to say, I mean, here we have this bet, and we don't know what's going to happen. And (laughs) I think there's got to be a little bit of different compensation here because of all the time I'm making up for him. There's got to be something, right? Well, who
0: who would have thought that it would come down to this, possibly a three-way tie in the West? Isn't that crazy?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's. I, I can tell you, and we said this last week, is that... You know, at, and week six or seven, I would have never thought that we could have even been having a discussion that we might be getting a home playoff game, no. much less a playoff game. Like, it's it this season has just been
0: so nuts. Uh, I, I guess I have one question to ask Is this a conflict of interest since uh, the CFL Twitter awards are open again? <laughs> yeah,
1: I was going to ask you about that, but I, you know what, I think, um, I mean, we're all podcast family, right? We're happy whenever anybody wins except you guys again because you, you <laughs> won last year. It's time for you to back down and say, you know, I love the rest of my podcast family and it's somebody else's turn. I think that's really, right? You can throw all your support behind us,
0: right? That's not how that works. So is that okay that I cheer against the Eskimos because it should be somebody else's turn this year? Uh no no sorry um I take that all back. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we got to do uh, getting whacked, so let's get Brazilian tie on the line. Beauty. All right, and uh, I think he's alive. Uh, Brazilian tie. Do you copy? Ten four, big buddy. Oh, holy crap! He answered the phone. We didn't think <laughs> we you would make it back. Like, uh, do you actually have a legitimate reason, unlike uh, Fraser, when he usually misses?
1: Does spending a lot of money at a uh, questionable (laughs) downtown Edmonton establishment count?
0: (laughs) Is it legal? Yes. Okay.
1: okay. (laughs) The question mark was fantastic. I just threw a flag in my own house. Yeah.
0: Oh man, we better tell the CFL players not to hang out with Brazilian tire. They'd get fined instantly.
1: Well, I didn't go on Twitter, so I think we'll be okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, buddy. Uh, Who are we waxing this week?
1: The Toronto Argos just as a whole. Uh,
0: Again? Ooh,
1: wow. (laughs) Well, I I know they played Calgary, and Calgary is a class of league. But when you have 311 passing yards from Ricky Ray, you probably should end up winning that game or at least make a game of it. But you only ran the ball 11 times, you're not helping anybody.
0: Would Ricky Ray be better on another team? With receivers, oh, well, that's, that's <laughs> true. I mean, no, they they have Spencer, they have Shaw, but man, they- well, I mean,
1: Shaw had eight catches for 112, but that's like he only ran the ball 11 times. So, guys, you know, we don't even have to worry about it. It's
0: almost like they wax themselves, I think. <laughs> well, well, I got to hurt if you're talking about <laughs> waxing, I mean, they have
1: no finish, so maybe that's the problem. There's too much waxing. <laughs> You're welcome, Brazilian tie. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) When's their next win gonna be? Before or after August of next season? Before that is. You think before? Yeah. Well, I haven't seen the schedule for next year yet, but. Uh, is Obviously,
1: it, Brazilian type puts a lot of faith in the uh, f- uh, free agent market.
0: <laughs> Here's another question: Which Grey Cup sells out first, the 2017 Grey Cup in Ottawa or the 2016 Grey Cup in Toronto?
1: <laughs> I vote Ottawa.
0: Yeah, I actually well, can see yeah, that happening. An easy question, to answer. <laughs> Or or the 2018 Grey Cup in Edmonton. I know that's unofficial, and that's just my prediction, but which one sells out first? Ottawa. (laughs) With Edmonton
1: right behind it and still ahead of Toronto. The only
0: reason I want to go to Ottawa is so we can get a hotel room in Hull. Well, I already got my hotel room, and I only got one bed because my wife wasn't happy with you last time, so. Well, that's not my problem.
1: (laughs) I was never there. How can she be unhappy? (laughs)
0: <laughs> I just think it's uh, women. They, they they don't like you. That's fair. <laughs> but no, nah, she, she doesn't mind. you. She actually has a question for you. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Because I, was it a Thanksgiving? You said you had never had gravy in your entire life? I had tried it once. Before that, Thanksgiving? Mm,
1: yeah, like I, I didn't try gravy until I was, what, 24? What?
0: Uh, four years ago. Have you had poutine? Never.
1: What? I think you need to kick him off the show right now. That's that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I <laughs> also never had gin, so I don't know if Andrew
0: ever let me in his face. You've here. never had a type oh. of alcohol? Okay,
1: <laughs> he said gin. Let's be, let's be honest. We all know he's had alcohol. Well, we were I mean, all I know, carrying but like, him last year.
0: I, I thought he's had every kind of alcohol under the sun. Just uh, no, no. I'm not. I'm not an alcoholic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just have a sneezing contentment and an ear infection. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, can we get you to eat a poutine by by the time the season's over?
1: Guaranteed, you cannot.
0: What? Like oh, you? Oh, that's crazy. you actually have a personal problem with it. Shut up! It, it, it smells repulsive. And it looks even worse. kind of smells like my bedroom when I sleep with the door closed.
1: (laughs) Case in point, I I also had to share a hotel
0: room with you. And I snore when I drink, man. Oh,
1: really? I didn't notice.
0: That's why I drank so much so I could sleep. All right, buddy. Good to hear from you. We'll talk to you next week, all right? All right. See you guys later.
1: Glad you're alive, man.
0: <laughs> it makes one of us. In the huddle with Fraser and Cura on the Two It Out podcast. And news is brought to you by Bomb Energy Drink. I know in Alberta you can find them in Max Convenience stores, and I had a coworker ask me uh, if he can have some energy drink today. That's Mondays, man. That's Mondays. I actually have a stash of Bomb on my desk. So, hey, help yourself, man. Ooh, and nice. Yeah, and he seemed like he was in a great mood, and he had a good radio show after that. So, thank you, or you're welcome, Brendan, uh, for the Bomb Energy Drink. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the uh, news this week is a lot lighter than the last yeah. few weeks yeah it's, a, it's a, there was almost nothing this week nobody's like, been fined oh, no that's
1: amazing in itself nope. that's about to change this week though I but anyway we'll talk yet. about that later
0: i yeah. guess yet do you expect now i don't know how much this is really being talked about but the scuffle that the eskimos and lions had at the beginning of the game do you see a fine coming there for the eskimos
1: I do, only because I think that the the league is definitely going to take notice of how that all happened. And, and I, I think that they're going to get a fine. I I think that the whole situation was um, who could be the bigger <gasps> at one moment. Like, it was just <laughs> – it was crazy because uh, it's never – I mean, the the tradition is is that the the visiting team is always introduced first, and yeah, that please didn't happen.
0: welcome the Edmonton Eskimos in the whole exactly, stable. and then everybody
1: boos, and then they carry on with their own team, and everybody gets excited, right? Yeah, yeah, and so they introduce their own team first, and like individually, all the way through special teams, everything, and special now, teams and everything. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what they were introducing the special teams when the Eskimos broke into it. Wow, which. They shouldn't have done. And in my personal opinion, uh, it, it it would have been easier just to take the high road. That's that's my, how I feel about it. Um, take the high road, talk about it after. Jeez, use it as motivation on the field. But instead they kind of ran into the middle of it and then it caused the kerfuffle. And you, you got to think as soon as that happens that there's, the, the CFL is going to say, oh, okay, well, the, the, you're both being idiots, you know? So it, it could have been could have been one sided. Ended up being two sided. I don't think it was the right choice.
0: Because apparently BC did this to Winnipeg the week before, where uh, they didn't announce the bomber names as well. But uh, there was no fight uh, there. Who do you see as the leader in uh, Edmonton's locker room that would you know orchestrate an uh, attack and get in the middle <laughs> of the starting lineup? Because I can't see Mike Riley doing something like that.
1: No, no, and I, you know what, I don't honestly know because I, I only caught it kind of after it had started, but yeah, because um, they had
0: kind of broken away from the panel. They're like, whoa, we got stuff going down. <laughs> exactly. They're already scrapping. Yeah. And,
1: and, and I mean, the game was important. Let's not, you know, take anything away from that. The game was very important for both teams. And so there was going to be emotion in it for sure. Um, but I, I don't honestly know who, guided him out first and uh it's just the whole thing is just bizarre and it just adds into this type of a season where we've had all these other things surrounding games that you're like well can't we just talk about the game but (laughs) we're we're always having to talk about these other things that people are doing that are dumb yeah,
0: yeah. The league has announced uh, the uh, nominees, or I guess the p- players eligible uh, yes. to win the uh, most outstanding rookie uh, award this year. Who do you see as standouts? There are three that kind of stick out to me. Two from Winnipeg: uh, Taylor Loffler, uh, Kevin Fogg. He, mm-hmm. I don't know if there people are really talking about him enough. Uh, but also from Calgary, Alex Singleton. How many rookies have we seen get drafted and start at middle linebacker? Yeah, exactly. and I think, I think it is a
1: a race between Loeffler and Singleton, but I have a feeling that Singleton wins that he's been dominant on a, a very, very good Calgary defense. And when you're a rookie and you stand out on an amazing defense, I have a feeling that's where it's headed. But Taylor Loeffler definitely would be like one a cause yeah. he's played amazing. And uh, I just love the way that he drills guys. Like he doesn't hold back. Uh, it's fantastic.
0: And his story is Incredible! I think he's had like six surgeries uh, before his pro career started. He had trouble, uh, you know, uh, in his college career being able to stay on the field. So it's one of those cool success sor- stories where he's been able to play. You know, every game he hasn't missed games, and he he's he's playing lights out. It's I think it's good news for the talent in this country it's it just it just shows how awesome it really is and the cis announced a rebrand this year uh, they're now calling it u sports which is u sports that uh, is that supposed to be like
1: youtube
0: but sports <laughs> it's interesting I, I don't know how to feel about it it's i mean it's okay i, I guess it gives it a <laughs> Hip new logo, you know, and uh, they're just gearing up for an
1: EA Sports game, isn't it? U Sports, hey, presented I, by. That sounds okay more that, like a Nintendo just,
0: Wii game with like, <laughs> you know, my idiotic face, with the the beard, the bobblehead playing football, you know. <laughs> but, and
1: it looks like in television
0: graphics, yeah, fantastic, yeah, yeah. yes. So this U Sports game over the weekend, I think this needs to be talked about. Both of these teams are at the bottom of the Canada West standings, which is a crazy conference this year. Uh, It's all over the place. Yeah, the Manitoba Bisons and Alberta Golden Bears, 67 59 (laughs) in the seventh overtime in Edmonton. (laughs) Are you kidding me?
1: Seven seven overtime. When is the person, when the guy in the stands is going, okay, really? Like, we're at five overtimes like when does uh does this game ever going to end but i mean it just back and forth and just points and points
0: and points it's craziness there were 31 points scored by each team uh heading into the seventh overtime those those points were in overtime (laughs) (laughs) to me like this is why i i think canadian university football has It's seen, uh, the quality is so much better than it was even 10 years ago. Oh, absolutely. I would love to see way more coverage of this on uh, TV.
1: Well, and now they've got a fancy name. U Sports on Sportsnet, right? I mean, yeah. like the we, week, I'd be down with that. I'd love to see more of it.
0: Yeah, the playoffs are coming up. That will be on uh, TV, and it's always fun to watch. It always seems like the university teams get screwed with the crazy weather. <laughs> yeah. It always
1: gets nasty right when they're trying to get ready, right?
0: Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> it won't be anything like this with the pros because uh, football gods usually shine on the pros, but kids, you're paying your dues. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there a crazy snow game last... Every year there's a crazy snow game. in. Uh, there's o- at least one, yeah. It yeah, has so, to be. Yeah. So I, I'm hoping that uh, more of that happens uh, later on. A couple <laughs> records broken, and uh, the offensive numbers this year have been incredible. I actually think the, the past four games this week, maybe the best week uh, quality-wise, uh, flow-wise, all year long. It seemed like penalties were at a minimum... This year, yeah, yeah except Edmonton,
1: BC, but yes,
0: yeah, there was there was more in that game, but other than that, I mean, Ottawa and Hamilton, I don't think there was a penalty till the second quarter, which yeah, it was awesome. Is actually, I don't know if that's sad that we we're, we're happy about that, but <laughs> but we are. I,
1: <laughs> I don't catch myself looking for the flag as often, yeah. Um, whereas you know when we were talking in the middle of the season it was like every play, every time there was a big play we're like oh where's the flag where's the flag where's the flag and now i just don't feel like we're doing that anymore so that or not as often and that that's a good thing that's the way we want the game to be played
0: But the same thing happened last year. By the end of the year, you know, the games were awesome and the playoffs were incredible last year. I'm sure you'll agree. Oh, Uh,
1: I will wholeheartedly (laughs) agree, yes.
0: But the offensive numbers this year are insane. Uh, Darius Bowman does what he does. He's broken an Eskimo franchise record for most catches in a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy Fantuz has broken a uh, record for most catches in a year uh in Hamilton. Uh he had his 99th catch of the year, breaking Darren Flutie's record. And uh this is this year has been a resurgence for Andy Fantus and nobody's talking about it. This is his second year when he's uh eclipsed the 1000-yard receiving mark and it's kind of funny to think about that. He's only had two 1000-yard seasons, but Man, uh, Mazzoli seems to trust him, and uh, he's having an awesome, re- it's almost like the comeback for him. Oh, I totally agree,
1: and and I can't believe that we're not talking about him more, and yet on the other hand, it it's funny, because he's been injured so often in the past, I think people are just kind of waiting for that which yeah uh, he's but he's been playing lights out this year and again now a few weeks ago he was getting lost behind chad owens and luke tasker i hear he has a famous dad and then <laughs> the uh, and, and of course uh, um, the play of tolliver right but he's been steady the whole year and yeah. been playing amazing and it's it more like when he played when he was in uh, saskatchewan
0: yeah a- absolutely he's because in Hamilton he hasn't been able to string you know a, a full season together. He's been off the field a lot, but this year he's doing Andy fantu's things and he's looking like his old self
1: uh, <laughs> doing Andy fantu's things that sounds dirty Anyway, uh,
0: <laughs> good for
1: him though it's awesome
0: uh s- this weekend it's the final game at uh, Taylor Field, the Lions and the Riders. I'm interested to see uh, what the Riders are going to do. Do they put their best possible lineup out there uh, with Durant and everyone to try and get a win, or do they go into football business mode and evaluate for next season?
1: Man, that's a tough question when you're talking about Chris Jones, but I think they pull out the stops to get the win. Uh, You want to... Close the old girl on a on a winning note. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I heard today that was kind of surprising to me was that there was still about sixteen hundred tickets still available yeah. for that game, and I'm thinking that blows my mind. I thought this particular game would have been sold out months ago, and uh, I, that that did surprise me for sure.
0: Yeah. When tickets went on sale in May, that one is uh, the game I was worried about the to get tickets for, and. Uh, mm-hmm. I got six. My whole family's going. My dad, my brother, my sister, my brother-in-law, and my wife are all going to the final dance at uh, Taylor Field. And Yeah, I I thought it was going to be the hottest ticket, but uh, most people, when they look ahead at the beginning of the year in Saskatchewan, they look ahead to the home opener, and they look ahead to Labor Day. I guess, uh, yeah. yeah. I thought that this one would be circled on everyone's calendar. I I don't know if they'll be able to sell that those final fifteen hundred tickets and change, but uh, it might depend on the weather. Because if it's like last week, (laughs) (laughs) what you don't like playing in the middle of a complete (laughs)
1: hurricane, winds and storm, and the whole bit—you you're you're, you don't like that. I
0: mean, that's that's why I bought tickets under the under the canopy on the west side, man.
1: That's preparation. That's what that's called. I I got a giant umbrella there.
0: Uh, (laughs) Nice. But the weather's looking okay. Sunny and nine degrees is uh, what they're expecting in Regina this weekend. And uh, they're going to have a nice closing ceremony uh, about 30 minutes after the game. They're going to have a halftime show. It'll be nice to see if they can get all the uh, Ryder legends out uh, for the the last last hurrah at... uh, at Taylor Field, and you know those fans are going to be riding Wally's ass because Wally wants that. <laughs> he, he wants to get that home playoff game, and yep. uh, the Riders aren't going to roll over and let him have it.
1: No, of course not, and I'm perfectly okay with that. Yeah, of course,
0: of course you are. I, I love how you don't hide your bias at all. No, why should
1: I? I do an Eskimos podcast. I might as well, you know, keep cheering for
0: them through everything. Yeah, wait wait a minute. Who do you cheer for again?
1: Oh, uh, yeah. So, so there's this green and gold team. I don't know. they they're, they're champions right now. Let's see. I mean, come on. We could do it
0: again, right? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> what we all say is football is family. And uh, we learned uh, Baron Miles and his family are going through, a oh, man, a tough time right now. I guess his wife has been diagnosed with an abdominal condition. And uh, I guess they've been presented with a $30,000 bill uh medical bills from uh, south of the border when they got to get uh, the procedures and the hospital expenses after that. So the CFL, the league, uh, I know Wally Buono uh, really put it out there last week, have come together and they want to help out uh, Baron Miles and his family. I believe they set up a GoFundMe page they did yeah
1: i saw that and uh, of course with baron being part of the uh the eskimos coaching staff now i mean it's hitting hitting in edmonton more than um more than ever but i I do think that it's it's amazing to me how through the cfl and we even see it in the podcast family league right we're all kind of in this together for the for the benefit of the cfl and and Baron Miles has been a, a huge part of the CFL for a long time as a player and a coach. And and it's so tough to see families having to go through that. But it's awesome to see people pick up to try and help and, and be a part of that. And I, I know there was a uh, tweet earlier today that that Moss even uh, put a you know $1,000 towards that GoFundMe. And I, I think they're... There's a lot of people that are jumping on board to uh, to help out this family in a time where they need it, for sure.
0: It's crazy to see the players donating because I'm looking at the GoFundMe page right now. Milt Stegall, Jeremy O'Day, uh, Jason Moss, they've all donated on there right now. So uh, Adam Big Hill is on there. If you want to help out, and this is the beautiful thing, Manny Arsenault is on there, uh, that you you can go on. Uh, GoFundMe.com slash CFL family. If you got a couple bucks, uh, it'd be nice to help. It looks like they're halfway to that $30,000 already. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it, it's awesome news. And, yeah, football is family. So help out there if you can. Time for the Fantasy Exposé on the Two and Out podcast. Now, this week was bookended by some good games. Yes. Uh, the, the two games in the middle, ah, we'll put them in the middle and hope nobody notices them. Uh, but the first game, Ottawa and Hamilton, much like last year where it kind of came down to the last... You know, uh then it was the last two games of the year uh, to decide uh, first place in the East Division, yes, Ottawa won. Now they split this year. Now, Hamilton ended up getting one more point than Ottawa. that's how close it was well and, and that's the th- well, isn't it two because Ottawa
1: won by one. The week before, and Hamilton won by three this week. Yeah. Like, so, but it, that's crazy that the season series is decided by point. Now, how much is uh, Campbell? Now, granted, I know the tide totally plays a, a role as far as Ottawa's record is concerned. Yeah. But how, how do you feel about not going for the TD the week before? Yeah. And then losing by three? Like, that. I, I It was kind of like uh, <laughs> justice for a bad decision, I think, but wow.
0: Yeah, because on, on one hand, well, this one is completely different. Most of the time, I'm on the side that like uh, you got the game won, whatever. But when it's right. that close and you want first in your division and it's this late in the year, you got to go for it. Absolutely. And this is only a two-game series, right? And yeah. th-
1: even for no other reason, I, I said this last week, that you just want to prove a point that you can, you know, you want to go in to your next game riding on a high
0: and take the points. Like, so ha- Hamilton, uh, surprised me. Hamilton wins 39-36 in overtime. And you, more than anyone, knows that Jeremiah Mazzoli, uh, I, he, I don't understand him. Yeah, it it was almost exactly like that game that
1: they played us. Yeah, first half he couldn't connect anything, and second half he turns into you know like almost Warren Moon. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, and uh, Kevin Elliott he makes his debut in Hamilton. Uh, Five catches, 102 yards, and a touchdown. Terrence Tolliver seven catches. Andy Fantuz eight catches. But they still uh, they, they start to run the ball a little bit more. But when it's Raining like that. Now, the, here's the thing about this game: it was raining. I don't know if it was raining as hard it was in is in Regina, but the offensive numbers were still great. Oh, it,
1: they were. I, this is another week where we've got an Ottawa quarterback over 400 yards yeah. passing and loses. So, so I guess my question then on that is: so do we see Harris next week because of that? Or <laughs> I, I mean. That's isn't that how it works. Four hundred well, yards ask and them lose. Because, you get don't poked? ask
0: them because nobody lost their job and nobody has a controversy. Don't that's ask right. them that. Man. it's it's not that. It's well, it is a controversy for everyone else.
1: But yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> uh, the 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 other part that I think needs to be mentioned in this game though, John Chick. I mean, is that what guy not play? the MVP for Hamilton this year? I mean, maybe Fantu's. Obviously, we were just talking about how good he was, but. Man, that guy is just on fire and a huge play in overtime.
0: Doesn't this show? And I, I feel like he got let go uh, by uh, Saskatchewan because of salary and they wanted to do the full rebuild. But there's a lot of <laughs> players around the league that are succeeding right now that were in Saskatchewan at the beginning of the year. Kendall Lawrence, I thought he had, he had an okay game because Brandon Banks is out. But John Childs, is, he's He's become one of the most reliable players in the receiving core in Hamilton. Like They have so many injuries, but they've been able to bring in guys like Kevin Elliott and John Childs, and they haven't missed a beat when they lose Luke Tasker and Chad Owens. Absolutely. It's uh, they are running a lot like
1: uh, a team that's, you know, two hours south of me where it just doesn't matter. Somebody gets hurt. They just put in the next guy and they they just keep rolling. It's crazy to me. And uh, but good for that. I mean, especially bringing in as many new guys as they did in Hamilton a couple of weeks ago for them to start gelling this quickly and to have a game like that. That is really, really impressive. And and I mean, I guess you got to hand that
0: off to the coaches. So now it's up to these teams to win their final two games. But <laughs> I think Ottawa's got a little, little bit tougher here. Uh, well, yeah, I guess Hamilton has Edmonton. And then uh, Hamilton has Montreal next week. But Ottawa's So gonna- Hamilton's
1: going to go one and one. Okay. And then,
0: <laughs> but, I mean,
1: Ottawa, that, that is a tough go to go against Winnipeg when they are on fire and coming off a bye.
0: Yeah, there's going to be some uh, pretty good games, uh, I think, still still to come this season. Now, this game uh, doesn't really surprise anyone. We talked about it a bit with Brazilian tie Ricky Ray returns in Toronto at the beginning of the game. They had a bit of hope that they could because (laughs) the game there
1: was a glimmer at the end of the tunnel with Ray coming back, and then yeah, well, the Argos had their first lead in four games. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it was 17 10 at the half, and I was thinking, could this actually happen? And then the second half started, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, that's. But if you look at bad.
0: Calgary's numbers, it's like they didn't do anything special, really, either. Uh, no, it, but Daniels had a huge game
1: once again. Daniels did. with two TDs again. Uh, and I think the biggest, th- and Messam, of course, had another big game with 110 yards or 111 yards. But Tommy Campbell, uh, I mean, th- that guy is playing lights out as yes. well. And just that second half, he was nuts. Uh, I was really focusing in on him, and he he's just playing amazing right now.
0: Yeah, that, that defense is incredible in Calgary. It's one thing to shut down their offense, but their, their defense, and more than Calgary than any other team, they're constantly making the uh, opposing team work with a long field they, yes. because their special teams is so good as well that <laughs> Maver will pin you in deep. Yeah, okay. Drive hundred yards. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah.
1: Oh, you got a two big plays, and you're at half field. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. That's yeah. that's a rough go. Um, but hey, mess him when-
0: in the first half. It was like Moses, or he just walked up for the. <laughs> Look at that. He, he could have put his arms out. Nobody would have touched him. <laughs> it's, it's like parting
1: of the blue sea. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's uh that's
1: a great reference. Um I bet you people in Ottawa wish we could use that reference for the guy. They actually have named Moses Mo- close, yeah. Um no. I know it was, it was it how do you I, I can't believe people in Calgary actually say that their offensive line isn't that good. When I heard that on the radio,
0: I'm like, what are your standards? (laughs) Exactly. What are you demanding? (laughs) You give up a sack every two or three games.
1: And then then it's like, oh, that offensive line, though. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I I could have been in a wheelchair and gone through that line and still not got touched.
0: (laughs) It's crazy. I, I, I don't think Bo Levi Mitchell has to do laundry after any games. No,
1: definitely doesn't. No, and he's <laughs> already and he's written a novel for every game.
0: Yeah, it blows my mind. But they beat Toronto. Uh, no surprise there. 31-13. Now one, one thing I wanted to ask you about, though, and I know you talked a bit
1: about this with uh, podcaster Ryan when you had him on. Yeah. But it was crazy to me because Calgary now goes undefeated at home for the whole yeah. season, and there was like no crowd to see it. It. Was really disappointing to see how many empty seats were there in on the verge of going ba- basically on the verge of having the best record in the CFL ever, yeah. but going undefeated at home like that it's guaranteed win basically at this <laughs> at this juncture and. Uh, I that was kind of disappointing. They didn't have that many. Do you, do you think that it might just be and and even Ryan said this to me. It might be a bit of apathy in Calgary because like oh yeah, well they're always going to win. We'll just go win
0: this playoffs. Well, and and but they don't sell out the West Final either. I, I, it blows my mind. I, like I was, was talking about team. this with a friend the other. Is it time we really have to take the economy seriously here? I mean, yeah. we, we don't really talk about that at all, but Alberta and Saskatchewan have been uh, hit pretty hard and I mean, get into the politics all you want, but if people don't have as much disposable money or income why why would they go to the game? But the, the the fans care about just as much of these games at this point as the, the players. The Stamps yeah. haven't played a Western team for a month. They're going on by for two weeks heading into the uh, Western Final Like. It's hard for the players to get up for the games. How hard is it for the fans to get up for the game?
1: <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah.
0: It, it's funny because you think winning brings fans to the stands. You think. I, I, I think it would. But when you win so consistently, there's almost, uh, I mean, oh, yeah, they'll win. We'll, we'll just go to the West Final. Yeah, exactly. Or whatever. But... Does losing and winning close games in overtime bring more fans into the stands? Because that's what was happening in Edmonton this year. I, as a neutral observer, the the value for my season tickets have been incredible. Um, oh, th- th- this has been one of the funnest seasons of football I've ever seen. I'm sure you're on the uh, brink of cardiac arrest. And I Every mean, game, yeah. <laughs> that, that doesn't seem to be bringing more fans in the stands. Yeah, which is bizarre.
1: Very, very bizarre. Um, you'd think that, you know, your competitive team and uh, and, and one that, you know, is better shot at winning than not. I mean, you think you'd just have more people there to cheer it on. A bigger problem, I'm sure, than we can deal with at any particular moment. But that one just kind of surprised me.
0: I wonder how much the schedule, like how hard is it for the Eskimos to sell an Argo game at the oh. end of the year when there's over a month in between home games. I mean, uh, they do have the, uh, I don't know about you, but I'm excited for that 50-50 pot.
1: Well, of course. <laughs> How could you not be excited about that? And uh, <laughs> I've got to put another plug in for them too because that that's also the Santa's Anonymous game, which is yeah. a huge deal uh, for me and for them. And, and yeah, they're finding every way they can to try and get people out. But, yeah, that 50-50 is going to be nuts.
0: Oh, I, I think the biggest thing is that, People are lazy now. Uh, people, when they, when they used to say, oh, it's a pain to get to the stadium. What stadium is easy to get to and park and everything? There, there's no stadium in the world where I can just walk out of my living room and be in my seat and be as comfortable as I am at home. It, that's, uh, that's
1: a few transporter years away. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I, I think the allure of live events kind of peaked. And uh, we're, we're seeing attendance issues for concerts, the National Football League, the National Hockey League. Uh, we're seeing this everywhere. People, they want convenience. And uh, what's getting in traffic and or taking public transit and paying $10 for a beer? What's convenient about that?
1: Yeah, no, I can totally see it. And there's a lot of things that they're going to have to do to make that environment one where you want to be there. Yeah, that, I, I don't know how you do it. A 50 50 of over 300 grand might help a little.
0: <laughs> You'd think. Maybe. I, I love that. It's not even that big in Calgary. It's such an Edmonton thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it was,
1: uh, uh, it was funny. I. Uh, the last time they did that with the people and the lineups and the just the absolute craziness that was going on it was one of the one games that i know i went up to my seat at the beginning of the game and i just (laughs) didn't bother going back down until it was over because i'm like it is a madhouse did you get a ticket did you get a ticket Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, the nice thing is is in my little football family there, uh, the, one of the sons plays uh, for the Huskies. So You had a
0: VIP hookup. I got a
1: hookup. So I just say, hey, I need some tickets. You come find me and bring it. Oh, Okay. And he just brought them up to me. Here you go. I'm like, yep, sweet. Thank you. It was oh, awesome.
0: <laughs> I am so upset right now. <laughs>
1: That's okay. We'll see what happens on this one. I'll see if uh, see
0: if he's around. I hope he is. Yeah. Well, the Eskimos say they're going to be prepared. So, yeah. Good. Excellent. We'll, I hope so. Yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens here. The Riders lose to Montreal nineteen fourteen. Uh, the story of this one had to be the conditions because Durant gets he gets basically tagged with three fumbles. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, it was just a monsoon and uh, Vernon Adams though. Uh, the stats are terrible. Uh, 11 for 24, 177 yards a pick and a TD. How do you think he looked uh, outside of the numbers? Because those... Well, the numbers they, they are atrocious. Story. Yeah. <laughs> They're brutal
1: because there's no... Yeah, it was, it was monsoon conditions. But you know what overall i thought Vernon adams looked pretty good and there was a couple of times there where he dodged his way out of some sacks that were incredible Uh, i was very very impressed with that and uh you know he's got he seems to have good feet like when there was a moment for him to run he'd take off and seem to make reasonably good decisions with the ball i mean remember he doesn't have an all-star receiving core either (laughs) because you know they got rid of those guys um so I, I mean, it, for what he had, I I thought he had a decent game, and and obviously that Montreal defense again just playing lights out. Uh, I mean, both defenses are playing well, but yeah. I, I really thought that Saskatchewan was going to take this one for sure, and and you know, three turnovers later, uh, it's uh, we're saying stupid Montreal one. What
0: <laughs> i mean I'm interested to see how long this defense can sustain uh, their uh, dominance because. Uh, just the age of the defense. Uh, Kyrie yes. Hiber, uh Javon Johnson. I think Bear Wood still has a few years in him. But Chip Cox, uh, Winston Venable. These are all guys that have been around for John Bowman. That have been around for a long time. Uh, I, I don't know. Are we going to see what, with what happened to the Riders last year? Like, did everybody get old at the same time? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but but maybe maybe we should be talking about Noel Thorpe, Thorpe more. I mean. He puts together a dynamite defense. Oh, he sure does. Absolutely. I I would
1: be surprised if he doesn't get the head coaching job, which at this point my gut says that he won't. I'd be surprised if he's in Montreal next year.
0: Yeah, my gut says he won't either, and I I don't know if they're going to break the bank for Tressman and let him do the GM duties and let Pop uh, go his ways because I was listening to Three Down Radio out in Vancouver, and apparently pop has not been seen in Montreal and he's kind of been hanging out at home in Carolina oh wow well do
1: you think now it's funny you should say that Montreal is going to break the bank I, I think the bank is already in a million pieces so <laughs> it might not be there's no real bank left to break but um, it'd be interesting to see I don't know if they throw everything behind Trestman, uh, because I think that's going to end up in a bidding war between them and Toronto that's my guess
0: yeah, uh, yeah, we'll we'll see if Toronto cleans house with Barker and Milanovic. I mean, yeah, you'd have to think something's going to happen. You can't put all of your
1: money behind Willie and then hope that it. Man, that sounds horrible. Every time I say, <laughs> you can't put all your money behind Willie and then hope that it's just going to work out. So uh, that's kind of funny. Now, I have a question for you on that game. What did the hit at the end?
0: I was um, just going to ask you when Vin- Winston Venable crushes Joe McKnight because McKnight looked back he wanted to lateral it to uh, Darian Durant and Durant had fallen down and uh, there was nobody there and Venable just gives him a shot to <laughs> yeah. the head uh, Well, you know in in
1: regular speed I thought he just pushed him down with his hands and like actually right. hit him at a, at a really high speed but then watching it in slow motion I was like ooh that was not a nice hit
0: well, and that would have given the Riders, what, halfway to the goal line, first and goal with no time on the clock. Yeah. <laughs> they, they could have won the game there. Uh, I mean, the result of the game, this one didn't matter. But it almost looked like McKnight was just standing there. He was almost out of bounds. Yeah, he just standing on the sideline and kaboom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, my gut says there should have been a flag there, but it's it's one of those where I honestly thought it could have went either way. Well, uh, and
1: I think that again, looking at it in regular time, uh, like when I first saw the hit, I thought he just hit him with his hands and like just pushed him down severely hard. Yeah, and it wasn't until I started seeing those slow mo ones that I'm like, that okay, yeah, I probably. Should have been flagged, or it could have been challenged, or something like that. And maybe that's what it was—is just like, well, does it really change anything? Like, let's just call it a game. (laughs) I I don't know. That's the—I don't know if that's what the thought was or not. But man, that was that was a massive hit and border borderline at best being clean. I would probably
0: say probably not because running backs and receivers—they always deal with headshots. Yeah, absolutely. And that that always kind of – I always find that interesting. Why why can't I – I can't even flick a quarterback's head, but a running back and a receiver, oh, I could smash them and <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand that at all. So I, uh, I think all players you. need to be protected if they're getting hit in the head, not just the quarterbacks.
1: Absolutely. But, 100% uh, agree.
0: I, I feel like – I feel like, yeah, it's one of those borderline things because it almost looked like he – He hit him him with his head in the chest, but you shouldn't be leading with your head anyway.
1: No, no, that's not good.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Don't use helmet as weapon. Yeah, you can't teach the kids that. (laughs) I've heard that, yes. Yeah, Yeah. come on. Come Uh, on. on Screw hockey night in Canada. I was watching football night in Canada. Uh, (laughs) Lions and Eskimos. The Lions win this one, 32 Twenty-five. They just got out to a better start than uh, Edmonton, and they just hung on, really. Well, okay. Now, uh,
1: how quickly are you close to that angry elk button as we talk about this game? Oh, we, <laughs> we got I, it. I got to tell you, like, th- this was like week five Ah! horrible defense it was (laughs) atrocious Uh, i i and i mean you you cannot actually what it does prove is that brandon thompson and patrick watkins are a huge part of this defense and missing both of them it was nasty and i i don't know when these guys are gonna learn that you can't you can't body check in football. You have to actually tackle somebody. Yep.
0: Like, yep. It, it, it was brutal. Because uh, I feel like the defensive line's actually getting it done, unlike they were in Week Five. Oh, I agree. I yeah. agree. Even though you know Johnson runs for hundred and eight yards, but the, the, the Manny Show. Uh, he got renewed for another season. Eight catches, 132 yards, two touchdowns. But when you when you have Brian Burnham making circus catches, that that doesn't help. No, but you know what? He does that every game, right? He so, does, yeah. And
1: and we found a way to shut it down. Uh, four weeks. It, was, it seems like an eternity ago that we played the mirror. We <laughs> have a. We had a home game at some point, and uh, <laughs> it was so. I, I mean, you know, you can shut it down, but. I think this, interestingly enough, a kind of tale of, of two halves a bit with the Eskimos, the the defense kind of fell apart after Watkins went down, and they were having, like I said, they're just bouncing off of people. The offense didn't really help a whole lot either. In the first half, they were basically non-existent. I mean, we got five points in the first half, two of which were on a safety. Wow. <laughs> That's ridiculous! Like you cannot, you can't win a game in the CFL no. scoring five points and a half. It's just no, not unless, possible.
0: Unless you're watching Sunday Night Football and there's a six-six tie after overtime. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you see the tweet? Uh, oh, I had to quote it. Uh, Sunday Night Football at NBC. The tweet was all caps. History hashtag SNF. The first NFL uh, game to go to overtime and end in a tie without a touchdown being scored. That is not. Positive history. It's <laughs> gonna just you know That's, what that happens
1: in the CFL, and there are people saying this league is broken.
0: Oh, agreed. It, right? It, it, it's oh, this is terrible. This is bush league. Everybody sucks with this one. Oh, we made history. No, that should be erased from the history books and never be spoken of again. <laughs> that was terrible. Nothing
1: like a positive spin. <laughs> <laughs> that there is
0: no positive like. I know. I'm How just using. Got to find a way, right?
1: Like, <laughs> my defense played reasonable this week. <laughs> That's the same kind of statement. I mean, you should just got to delete that game I mean, yeah. completely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Don't you wish the Eskimos could go to overtime and only give up six points? Like, wow. <laughs> uh, I, I, do you think that they, I know they got behind, but did they abandon the run a little bit early? Like, uh, John White got 19 carries. Yeah. In the first half, they didn't use him a whole lot.
1: Um, yeah. And that was a problem. Uh, in the second half, when they started to use him, he started to become effective, right? Yeah. He ended up with 76 yards r- uh, rushing in a TD. And I think Mike Riley in the second half was a whole lot better, too, because he was finding one of the things they did really poorly in the first half other than the fact that there, there was some errant balls thrown and things like that, but it was, um, they weren't using that 10 to 15 yard pass. It was all either a three yard pass or 50 and (laughs) neither one was really working right. They'd incomplete on the 50 and, and only get three on the, on the short one. So, um, that when they finally kind of got back into, okay, using that 10, 15-yard pass, it seemed to do okay, and that's when they traded back and forth. And then our wonderful return game bit us once again.
0: Yeah, he takes back that missed field goal. Which was amazing, right? He should have. Yeah. Uh, he was halfway down the
1: field, 50 yards out, and all big guys on the field in front of him, and that... He had a, a chance to break one there and decided to do too much dancing and, and down it goes. Second game in a row with a fumble for Stude Meyer, isn't it? It sure is. Yes. And the last one was within the 10 yard line to kind of not set a good tone. And then this one was uh, obviously in the, uh, you know, on a big return where we needed that big return to come back after a, a missed field goal would have put us in a, in a decent range. And the lions of course turned around and got a touchdown after that. So that it was a huge game changer in that game.
0: Yeah, that, that totally switched things uh, right around. They were able to shut down Chris Rainey. And uh, I just yep. think T- Team 100 had maybe one of their best games uh, of the uh, season. Uh, that low hit on Riley uh, from Big Hill. We'll see uh, if anything comes out of that, that was scary. Uh, that
1: was very scary. And I wholeheartedly understand Jason Moss being upset, especially having to throw a challenge flag on a call that should never have been missed. Uh, uh, I mean, you roll into the quarterback basically right at the knee. And guess which knee it was? <laughs> Not the good one. And... Um, <laughs> no call. I understand Moss's uh, infuriation with that because, I I mean, so were all of us as Eskimo fans, I'm sure. But uh, the one thing I will say to Jason Moss, though, is that uh, now you're a coach, you're not a player, so get your point across, be angry, and then... Close your mouth and go hit somebody on the bench or something yeah. because, <laughs> holy jeepers, that, uh, again, we could have been way up the field and yeah. uh, we ended up five yards back. Not yeah. not uh, not helpful in that particular situation. But, hey, talking about the return game, it, you've watched both. So – if you had a choice right now between ball security with not a lot of return yards or the chance of possibly dropping it but getting a, more yards when you get the ball, what would you pick? Oh,
0: I like the upside and the explosiveness. Okay,
1: yeah, and lots uh, of people do, I, I, but I am, after the last two games, I'm a little... I'm leaning more towards ball security, which is not usually what I like. But
0: yeah, when you're in close games like that, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's almost like situationally they need to be on the field. You know? Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. I wholeheartedly agree. Yes. Like
0: uh, if they can choose a different returner. Okay, you know, we're up by seven. You can uh, go in and just. Don't. <laughs> Don't fumble the ball, okay? Just, uh, <laughs> just
1: hang on, okay? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the one thing that we do have to talk about, just I, I do want to be fair. I don't want to dominate it with Eskimos talk, is um, uh, Jonathan Jennings had a great game in this game. He, 21 out of 28, uh, 273 yards, two TDs, uh, I, and, and no interceptions. Um, he had a great game and a great bounce-back game. And, man, that that kid is just something special. And uh, as much as I hate that it happened against my team, I I, I love watching him play, and, and I hope we get to see him for a lot longer.
0: He can be their quarterback for the next 15 years. Absolutely. absolutely. And- <laughs> I'm not happy with that, but absolutely, yes. That's a guy that should be selling tickets in Vancouver. Totally agree. Totally I want agree. to leave the house and drive and park in a stupid parking lot and buy $20 (laughs) beers so I can watch Jonathan Jennings. (laughs) I'm in. I'm in. (laughs) Make it as uncomfortable as possible and I'll still
1: go watch him. I'll still go watch him. He's amazing. He's not Franklin amazing, but he's close.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh man, oh man. Let's talk about the I know you don't want to talk about it. You're probably avoiding it. Uh but the CFL podcast family fantasy league. Uh we we shouldn't have beat you. Uh but our team's really close on the year. We went 9-6 and 1. You went 10-5 and 1. Was it you that we tied? Yes, it was and you know, and obviously yeah, tied we're yeah. the only teams at the tie, and yeah. you actually scored thirty more points than us during the regular season. So it was very close. It, well, it was two
1: very evenly matched teams, and I think that we ended up. Uh, it's funny every time I come on the show, it's right after you beat me for some reason. <laughs> I, what? What? This makes no sense. Uh, but I think that uh, the the two bye weeks just killed me and injuries. Right? Like they just completely destroyed this team and and in the long run I mean we only lost by 10 points which yeah. I, I was shocked being down 40 after last week and uh but I mean hey you know what the the season was so much fun I I honestly can't wait to do it again next year
0: Nice first time playing uh, CFL fantasy and you want to do it again Absolutely it was a blast so I'm I'm in That's what I like to hear now uh I think we should consider ours like you know, uh, for me, I always thought baseball should have like the steroid World Series and then like the clean uh, World Series. And like, I-, I think ours was like the clean uh, fantasy championship. And then the other two teams are just cheating <laughs> and uh,
1: stashing players Radio on their pre-practice squad. Hmm. Yeah, they should be fined. That's uh, oh, and I think that I should just be given a bye to the final, and you and I should play for the next two weeks.
0: Yes, and they they should run advertisements of the Eskimo Empire and two and out on their podcast <laughs> as <right>. punishment.
1: <laughs> I like for the this next idea. <laughs> I am getting you know what? I mean, we can it's just like we're enforcing the CFL drug policy. They have to sit, you know, half of their team <laughs> for the next two games. That <laughs> that's just it's just
0: being fair. I, I agree. So it looks like it's gonna be uh, two and out versus Rouge Radio. Rouge radio got up to a terrible start. What a comeback uh, for them. Yeah, gr- good for them. I think they went 9-1 and one or something uh, down the stretch. So uh, good luck, boys, and uh, we will try uh, to beat you next week. It's everyone's favorite game show. Are you smarter than two overweight Canadian podcasters? Pick the weekly winners in the CFL on Facebook or Twitter at 2 and Out CFL. <laughs> I think that's the only intro that I don't need to edit.
1: (laughs) I was just going to say that. You know what? It's awesome that you can just leave that intro exactly the same and I fit the same (laughs) bill. You're welcome, Fraser. Yeah.
0: (laughs) All right. uh, uh, Friday night football. We only have one game, It's, it's an important one Hamilton and Edmonton. Zach Caleros took the first team reps on Monday. He could be returning. That's a game changer for the Tiger Cats. Who do you got?
1: Oh, it, that's a huge game changer for the Tiger Cats. Uh, I am still picking Edmonton because I am a massive homer, if you haven't been able to tell that <laughs> listening to the rest of this show. No, I, I'm picking Edmonton as well just because they, I think they're going to bounce back after last week. I think that uh, Mike Riley is going to have something to prove. And as soon as the Esks get their back up against the wall – that's when Riley comes out and plays a monster game. And uh, I think between him and John White, uh, I I have a feeling that I have a feeling is going to be a shootout, but I do feel that uh, the Eskimos will take that in. And if Coloros is back in, I'm awesome. I'm actually happy for that because that means that we're going to kind of see almost best versus best with a couple of the receivers missing out of Hamilton. But I I also think that that first game back is not always, uh, you know, as good as you would be the second game back, so uh, I'm I'm okay with that, and I'm going to pick some Edmonton in on this one.
0: The tie Cats' O line has not been what they should be, and uh, they've been allowing their quarterbacks to get a little bit beat up here and there. So mm-hmm. I think Philip Hunt and the boys will pin in their ears back, and uh, they'll 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 try to feast. But how is the how are the boys looking for Edmonton? Uh, Watkins and Thompson. Uh, well, I haven't heard anything as
1: of yet. Uh, I believe Watkins was definitely dinged, but I think he'll be able to come back. And Thompson was only on the one game. So, uh, like, I am, you know, crossing everything I have two of that he might be able to come back.
0: Man, this game's a coin flip. Uh, I- I'm going to go Edmonton here. We're playing nice. Tupelo, honey. Yes, we sure are. <laughs> You made me change every damn song today. I know, but
1: I'm high maintenance, but uh, it's
0: so good. All right, here we go. Isn't it cool to be a fan of a band and have the band fans of you? Oh, it it is so awesome.
1: And those guys are fantastic, uh, both as a band and as people. And uh, I just... Uh, yeah, I love hearing that. I was just grooving out in here as we're listening to it. It's oh that 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 was fantastic. And on the other hand, I should tell you, just be happy there isn't a U.S. team because I have this. Um, uh, I don't think it's an unhealthy infatuation with the song "Into You" by Ariana Grande, but there's no reason to play it. So just so that you know,
0: yeah. <laughs> That's oh that the, the song title's terrible. I know, but I, I guess when you use it out of context, such a good song. I tell you. Anyway, all right. I'd let's be playing on. "Me Too" by Megan Trainer. That oh. song. Oh, uh, whenever the Eskimo cheerleaders dance to it, you should see me in the stands, shirt <laughs> off. You know, that needs to down. be periscoped next game. <laughs> Doubleheader on Saturday, Bombers and Red Blacks. Now, this is an awesome two-game series to uh, end the season here. Bombers, they want that home playoff game. Well, Ottawa wants first place in the East. So, uh, something's got to break here. Two o'clock start. I'm going Winnipeg. Where are you going?
1: I am also going Winnipeg. I think Winnipeg coming off the bye. That defense coming off of the bye is a scary, scary thing. And, uh who ever thought that we'd be picking Winnipeg at the end of the season but uh, <laughs> you know what hey they have been playing lights out and uh, I I will put a whole lot of uh, support behind this defense it, it that it's playing amazing so I'm also going with Winnipeg here's
0: jet set satellite in Vegas
1: down
0: Sun goes and that's so a nice all tail. let down going Yeah felt good. <laughs> <laughs> uh the final game Taylor Field history Lions and Riders Who are you going with? Well I I'm
1: I'm I'm honestly. This sounds funny, but I'm I'm picking with my head and not my heart. There, there's part of me that just wants the Riders to pull it off on their last game and uh, at at Taylor Field. But I I just think BC is now on a roll and they know what they need to do to to get in and and to keep rolling. So I am picking me some Lions this week,
0: man. Oh, this is hard for me because I want to pick. <laughs> Uh, BC too, but I've been to some great BC Saskatchewan games at Taylor Field. Uh, the West semifinal, uh, the, the coldest game I'd ever been to. Man, <laughs> uh, I I honestly have never been the same since going to that game. Uh, my whenever I go to a cold game now. Oh, my ankles start to ache. My <laughs> knees start to ache. Now, maybe it's just the sign of the times, but I never noticed it until after that game. My feet, I don't think they thawed until halfway back to Saskatoon <laughs> on the highway. Oh, man. <laughs> it, it, oh, I had yi yi. a hand warmer, you know those gel things, and you break it off, and uh, the whole thing becomes warm. Oh, yes, uh, yeah. Well, the little tab inside, it was so cold it snapped. And my hand warmer did nothing. Oh, no. It, it didn't work. And I'm sitting in the stands, and I'm like, no. <laughs> and they ended up winning of that. sitting on your hands. Yeah. Yes, and they ended up winning that game and winning the Grey Cup after uh, beating Calgary in the West Final. But uh, I don't know if we have that kind of magic uh, this time around. I'm going to go with BC and uh, Pack ad a man yeah. you wanted. Love it. Yeah. I went home that evening, and the blues that followed me all night long, oh, I went home in the evening, and the blues that follow me into my room, into my sheets, getting into my dreams, well, I'm gonna give these blues even sleep it seems, oh. Yeah, that's oh. awesome.
1: That is, that girl has a voice that just could pen uh it was the wrong word just go right through you it's incredible that's not a girl that is a girl there are two girls that play in that band
0: are you serious i am
1: dead serious it is two girls one on drums and one on the guitar and she is amazing Wow! Yeah, and you you cut it off right as that it was just going to get to the guitar part, which is un like she's an amazing guitar player. It's it's a very very cool band.
0: Yeah, because I I got it off of YouTube. All I saw was the uh uh the the picture, and I'm like, oh huh, cool, it looks like an album cover or whatever. <laughs> but wow,
1: no, it's two two girls.
0: Yeah, and I they're have amazing. To thank you for uh, uh, introducing me to that band. That's what this is all about. Absolutely. Well, usually, yeah, I, I
1: just get lazy and pick the
0: same socks.
1: Well, see, and and the other part of this is, is just be happy I didn't pick Ottawa because then we would have had to listen to eight seconds kiss you when it's dangerous. I mean, oh we, my God. we, I've, I've really gone to some good work on these. <laughs>
0: You're prepared. I try. You I, do way more work
1: than Fraser does. <laughs> like I said, I'm high maintenance, but man, I love me some music. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, do we need to talk about this final game? Is there oh, any God. analysis that we can give? Uh, no, because uh, we know who's going to win, and uh, which pains me. But You don't I, see
0: any Vernon Adams magic? <laughs> I...
1: I I want to see that. I don't think I'm going to. No, yeah. uh, Calgary is just uh, it's such so good on every level. Um, yeah. I'd I'd be shocked if if Bo Levi's playing in the second half because Calgary's already up by
0: twenty. <laughs>
1: like it, well, yeah,
0: their defense gave him a fight last week.
1: Well, and maybe that works out. Maybe that defense comes through and gets a couple
0: of big hits. That's mm. the thing. The defense needs to start scoring in Montreal. Absolutely. If they don't yes. score, they don't win. <laughs> yep. Totally <laughs> so agree. We're not. We're not exposing you to a new band. And we're going to be honest here. Uh, this is Loverboy. Nice. Now, I always thought that was a girl, but it's not. <laughs> I almost sang along, just so you know, but I I held back. Yeah. It just makes me want to go for an oil change.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: Yeah, well, uh, either that or a giant
1: type of sandwich to drown your sorrows in what used to be good music. All right.
0: That's that's how you know you're getting old. You don't drown your sorrows with booze. You you make a sandwich. That's right. That's what like, I do all the what time. What do you go for? I go for the peanut butter and honey if I'm in a pinch. Ooh, uh no, I'm most I'm probably going to go uh, out to um
1: the the good old Subway for a little tuna.
0: Oh, I go for the meatball at
1: some Oh, I'm so old. Okay. <laughs> <Let's>... <laughs> we need to move on. Holy jeez.
0: Well, that's it. We got nothing else. So we oh. can talk about sandwiches if we want.
1: Oh, hey. I, okay. So now, welcome to Sandwich Talk on 2 and 0 Podcast
0: Radio. <laughs> 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 How about we just turn this oh! off?
1: I love it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, Andrew, thanks for filling in for Fraser. Uh, where can everybody find you? When does uh, new episodes come out for the Empire? Uh, so our show, uh,
1: well, let me first say thank you for having me on again. I, I very no much problem. appreciate it. It's always a blast. I always have a good time and, and some great laughs. And uh, and I hope you guys win in the uh, the CFL Family Pod League because you A, you beat us, and B, you're not cheating. So uh, <laughs> the Eskimo Empire podcast comes out usually every Wednesday and uh, we have, uh, I'm of course joined by my co-hosts, uh, UT, Uncle Tim, and in, in my Rod Black moment, he is actually my uncle, and uh, <laughs> Superfan Mike, also known as Superman Fike, to uh, you. And uh, we release a show every Wednesday, we talk about the Eskimos and of course the rest of the CFL, and then we have a game preview that usually comes out on Friday, and it's podcast week, this week we've got, uh, we're going to be joined by the Podsky Wee Wee boys for uh, the show, one in-house and one on the phone so it'll be a lot of fun uh, you can find us on Twitter at EskEmpirePod, you can find us on Facebook and you can now also find us on YouTube, uh, we have a channel where we post all of the periscopes that we do right before nice. we record So uh, it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun and of course uh, being part of this bigger group of the CFL Podcast family is, is what makes it all worth it for sure
0: Awesome. Uh, thanks for doing this, Andrew. It's episode 58, the Two and Out CFL podcast. Like on Facebook, follow Twitter, Two and Out CFL. Hey, uh, do the little iTunes thing, uh, rate, review, subscribe. CFL Twitter Awards, uh, make sure you hit them up. Nominate Two and Out CFL. We want to be back to back champs. And Andrew, uh, we'll see you at West of November 5th. Absolutely. And uh, well, <laughs> we
1: all know I'll probably be talking to you next week anyway, but I'll see you on the 5th yeah. for sure.
0: <laughs> all right. See you later. <laughs>